DK Goldcat, presented by Bones Brothers Media. Well, it's not the Bones DK Golfcast, but you're going to hear some familiar fi- uh, voices and see some familiar faces today on the first ever the debut of the Nickel Package podcast. We're going to give you five of our favorite games this week, our picks on those five games. And then uh, we've got a couple other prop bets to talk about towards the end of the podcast. You're going to recognize, of course, Bones DK Golf coming off a heater on the golf season. Still out in Colorado, but uh, he may be coming back east soon here. You're going to recognize TW Man, of course. He's still keeping it warm down there in Tampa, Florida for us. He's on the Brady bandwagon. Everybody knows this. And new face to the podcast here, new voice of the podcast, our good friend Aloysius, who is our resident college football expert. And uh, it's great to have everybody on the show. Wildman, you made a face at me like you're not on the Brady bandwagon. Give me a break, bro. What gives you the idea I'm on the Brady bandwagon? Uh, You just got a a Tom Brady jersey hanging on the wall off to the left there. That's all. (laughs) I know that. I I did take every Tom Brady prop bet uh, for the the 11th straight week that he's played. (laughs) And cat. Yeah, I was gonna say every call. Yeah, that guy is is playing some of his best football, living his best life right now. And I want to uh, give a shout out to Aloysius also, who's joining us. Not only our resident uh, college football expert, but he's also a new father. So how is fatherhood going for you right now, Aloysius? Not a lot of sleep, but uh, <laughs> man, wouldn't change it for the world. It's great. All right, man. Good to have you on here, Bones DK. Always good to have you, Aloysius. We're actually going to start with you. Our first game of the week is going to be Auburn at Penn State, perhaps the premier game of the week in college football. Auburn, uh, red hot right now. Um, their average, or Bo Nix has been very good. The defense has been very good. But Penn State, they're going into Happy Valley. That is always a tough pit place to play. And I'm sure Bones, DK, and Wildman will allude to that. They've been to a couple whiteouts up at Penn State. But what's your take on this game, Aloysius, and which way do you think it's going to go? So it's, it opened up uh, Penn State minus six, a total of 53, and it's gone down. Penn State minus five, 52 and a half. Um, it's a whiteout, so I think the place is going to be rocking, as you guys well know. Um, I'm looking at the under here. Um, you got an, two really tough defenses. Obviously, Auburn and the SEC brings it, and Penn State has one of the best defenses in the nation. Now, Auburn's um, averaging 61 points a game, but don't let that fool you. They played Akron and Alabama State. Um, so they've obviously put up points there. Um, Penn State has a couple of questionable guys on offense, so they're a little banged up. Also look for both teams to kind of run the ball a lot more, limit mistakes in such a big game. It's a night game, so uh, so again, you know, national TV. Bo Nix, I don't think he's going to get uh, thriving this offense, with the, and they're going to try to limit mistakes. They're going to try to slow it down. And then on the Penn State side, they beat Wisconsin 16-10. to 10. Um, they also beat Ball State 44 to 13. Their secondary is where it's at. Their front seven's a, a, a little young, but they're going to really take care of Bo Nix, and that's where um, Auburn makes their hay. So I look to take the under in this game. The under, that's good analysis right there, also. Just so you know, uh, Auburn hasn't won a game on the road against a top 10 team in almost 10 years. 2014 was the last time they did it. And as we just alluded to, it's a whiteout, Wild Man. You've been up there before. Uh, cheering on Penn State because that's where we're from, right outside the the, the Happy Valley. It's going to be wild up there. What's your take? Yeah, I mean, I agree with a lot of what Aloysius said there, too. I, I like the under. I think Penn State tends to play, especially in big games, a little bit more gridlock defense. Um, and James Franklin, you know, he can 
you know, he could bring different styles of play to the game, but I, I do like the under there too. As far as the, the atmosphere goes, if this game's at noon, I'm looking at it totally different. I'm actually giving Auburn a chance in the game. I don't think Auburn has a chance to win a night game in Beaver Stadium. I just don't. Uh, this is one of the toughest places to play. I believe it's the third largest stadium in college football. And, you know, not to be biased because I'm actually not a Penn State fan, but I, we, like you said, we are regionally in that area, uh, born and raised. They've got a fan base that is so loyal to their team. They're going to show up. They're going to be loud. As Aloysius said, it's going to be a whiteout. Um, I like for that. You know, this isn't the pros, guys. These are college kids. I expect that to have a massive impact on the game. And I like Penn State to win it. Um, will they cover? Five, five's a lot. I, I like them by a touchdown, though. I think that's pretty good analysis, too. Uh, you know, Bones DK, he mentioned James Franklin there. There's some controversy about Franklin right now that there might be mutual interest between he and USC for that head coaching vacancy. Does that play into it all? Because I agree with everything else Wildman said. These fans are not only loyal, they are rabid. And they are like caged animals right now. Not only have they not like been able to watch Penn State play in person, they get a night game, they get a whiteout. They haven't had one of these in, in many years because of COVID. It's going to be wild up there. What do you think, though? Yeah, it's going to be wild, but the fans don't win the game, right? Um, I think Auburn is one of the toughest football teams in all of college football. Um, I love this team. And, and, you know, it's kind of funny. Both the, uh, the guys that know a little bit about college football, like Penn State, well, I like Auburn here, plus five. I just think they always play tough team stuff. And I think five points is too much. Will they win the game? I don't think so. But Auburn is, is known for this, man. I like them in this moment. And uh, maybe this is when uh, BTO really becomes the real thing here because I like Auburn plus five, but uh, that's, that's a, it's a light take there. <laughs> I agree with just about everything everyone said there. Uh, Aloysius likes the under in this one. Wildman said he liked the under and he liked Penn State by a touchdown. Bones DK going the opposite. Uh, Auburn plus five. I'm going to lay the five points here. I think Happy Valley is going to be rocking. And I actually like, uh, you know, Auburn hasn't played anybody yet. And, and their two games have been cupcakes. And they are going to go into a – uh, you know, just an atmosphere that I don't believe they're going to be prepared for. I actually like Auburn and or, uh, Penn State in this one, probably 24-10, maybe by two touchdowns in this one. Let's move on to our second game of the Nickel Package podcast. Two really interesting teams here. Florida State, who comes in 0-2. Wake Forest comes in 2-0. Wildman, I mean, FSU laid an egg last week to Dion, to Coach Prime. Uh, the secondary is a problem for Florida State, but they're getting five and a half against a Wake Forest team that they've beaten 30 out of 38 uh, times in the series history. So who are you liking in this one? Yeah, I mean, the, look, the problem with Florida State right now, since Bobby Bowden, uh, one of our WVU boys, right, OGs, uh, left that program, you know, they had Jimbo Fisher come in who, who took them some places uh, controversially, if, if you will. They've just been on a coaching carousel for the last few years. And, and, and they're, they're a team, I feel like, that is living in the shadow of what they once were. I don't believe they're the real deal. Um, they've got big, tough athletes on the defensive line. They always do. But, look, it comes down to quarterback play in a game like this, especially with two teams that are, um, let's say, below average, to be kind. Um, I'm, I'm back in Wake Forest here. I think Wake Forest wins the game. Florida State is also 0-11 in their last road games uh, straight up. 
So they have struggled on the road mightily. And this is like really a sweet spot for Wake Forest. Could really be a signature win for them uh, to start the season. Milton's the quarterback. He's red hot. Bones DK, does that guy, he's been named the starter. Uh, you know, is Milton the guy for Florida State? Can he yeah. cover the points this week? Man, I just think Florida State stinks, honestly. Last year, they were terrible. They couldn't cover a spread. They couldn't win a game. And it seems like they're repeating it this year. So I've never been on Florida State. In fact, it's one of my favorite bets to bet against that team, Florida State. So uh, regardless who's playing them, I'm betting uh, Wake Forest. Uh, it, against. It is kind of funny. Like when Florida State was good back in the early 90s, I always cheered against them when they played Notre Dame. But something evolved in me, and I started to kind of hate on Florida State as well. Where do you fall on this game, Aloysius? Are you going to take the points? Are you going to lay the points? Or is this another over-under that you're looking for? I'll tell you what, I'm going to make it 3-0 and on this on this pod here, and I'm going to go with uh, Wake Forest. I mean, I think this is either a game that um, Florida State rallies the troops or, or their season's done, you know, and I'm going to I'm going to go with the latter. Their season might be done. I mean, just the defense that was called on that last play of the game, I mean, that's heartbreaking. I know a lot of fans from around here that I personally know, they're off the bandwagon. And uh, I really like Hartman, the quarterback for Wake Forest. And, again, Wake Forest playing Florida State, that's still a big name for them to play. Whereas Florida State, off these tough losses, they're going up to Wake Forest for a 3-30 game. Like, they don't want to play. I mean, yeah, give me Wake Forest all day. All right, so we got uh, three Wake Forest. Everybody's taking Wake Forest and laying the five-and-a-half to Florida State. That's interesting there. What was the over-under in this game also? 61-and-a-half. 61-and-a-half, man. Florida State's defense stinks, and I think Wake Forest can can score. They're a big play team. I'm going to take the over on this one, 61 and a remember, half. by the way. I don't want to lay the points. It's just too much – there's too much trends working against Wake Forest in the history of this series. I know maybe, as I said, it's a, it's a, it's a spot for them to get a signature win, but I'm going to take the over in this one. I think it's going to be a, a, a shootout. I'm going to say like 45-42 in this one. Remember this too real quick. Florida State's going with Mackenzie uh, Milton, right? Is that his name, Mackenzie Milton? Yes. Uh, he's yes. a UCF transfer who had, like, one of the most grotesque knee injuries of all time, uh, worried about losing his leg, let alone playing football again. He was a great player at UCF, man. But, I mean, look, I, you know, I'll believe it when I see it. I, I'm hoping for the kid that he plays well, but – you know, it's not something I'm going to put my money on. It's a huge spot for both these programs. As I said, Wake Forest, again, gets the signature win, and, and you can pack it up and mail it in if Florida State loses this one. Third college game we want to talk about. Then we got two pro ones that we'll burn through also. Alabama, I think the current line on this one is minus uh, 15 and a half on the road at Florida. But Bones DK, Alabama has covered a 14-point spread four of the last five games they've played in the Swamp. You got to almost score 40 points to beat Alabama. Can anybody do it? Who are you taking in this one? Uh, man, Alabama, th this is a crazy game. I, I love this game. Uh, you know, Florida's 0-2 against the spread. You got Alabama 2-0 and or 1-1. Uh, what, what, is it still 14 and a half? I mean, that's a lot of points. I'm going to take the home team. Uh, in, in this case, I just like points. And uh, 14 and a half is a lot. They can lose by two touchdowns and still cover. Uh, so as a as an amateur better here, I'm going to take the the 14 and a half at uh, the home team. Aloysius, are you taking the double digit spread? What do you think about this one? Uh, give me the points. Uh, Bryce Young makes his first career start in the swamp. Uh, Gators return seven starters on defense, and whereas most times 
where a team has two quarterbacks, that's usually a bad sign. I actually think it's a good sign uh, for the Gators that if something's not working, they got someone else they can go to and try to attack that Alabama defense. And also Alabama's maybe best defensive player, although they're loaded through and through. Anderson may not play the defensive end, so that could that could help in the Gators' favor. Can you really, wild man, on the DraftKings Sports Casino app and sportsbook hit a, a, a bet against Nick Saban in Alabama? I don't care if they're laying two touchdowns. I'll tell you what, I think Florida's overrated. Uh, I'm down here in swamp country. There's Gator stuff everywhere. Uh, but again, it, it's like I just said about Florida State. I mean, look, the Urban Meyer days are long gone, man. Tim Tebow's long gone. Trask isn't there. Uh, you know, Dan Mullen, aside from giving Dak Prescott a briefcase full of cash, has never done anything in his career. Uh, you're talking about basically uh, the minor league pro football team here in college football. They got six first rounders every year. Uh, they're the best defensive team probably of the last two decades uh, combined. They probably have the top five defensive teams. And, and Saban said they got better this year despite losing all those first-rounders. There's nothing in my mind that believes that Florida has a chance to win the game. Uh, you get that hook at 14-and-a-half, now you're talking, right? 13-and-a-half, uh, it's all day. 14-and-a-half, you're worried about the hook. But um, this is a good segue into what I want to talk about later on in the show, which is team totals. Um, you know, can Alabama score X amount of points in the game? Because that's something I'm looking at. Uh, big time, regardless of whether or not Florida is able to recover a fumble and keep themselves in the game for a quarter or two. Yeah, it's going to be a wild atmosphere here also. Uh, the Swamp, one of the hardest places to play in all of college football. But again, I mean, I, I tend to agree with what Wildman's saying. You have the the minor league NFL team here. Saban recruits the best. And Aloysius, to your point about the quarterback going in there and making his first start in a hostile atmosphere, that may be true. But we're also talking about, you know, the quarterbacks that have come through Alabama all go on to the NFL. They're all first round picks. They are all blue chip athletes that can overcome that kind of thing. So I'm actually going to lay again the 15 and a half. You never want to give up points to a home underdog or a home uh, underdog there. You know, that's traditionally the rule in betting. But I am laying the points. I'm taking Alabama. I'm thinking like 38-21 or something like that. Alabama wins this one. So we got Aloysius and Bones DK taking Florida. Wildman and I are on Alabama. We got one right down the middle there, boys. I like that. On to the NFL. We got two more for you guys. Interesting game here. The Bengals, who I think a lot of people are looking over right now, taking on a Bears team that just seems to be in absolute turmoil uh Nagy is really on the hot seat I think you've got to you know start thinking about getting fields in there at some point Aloysius I don't know how he goes into the locker room on week one and is like hey Andy Dalton's our guy when you just drafted you know fields like so where do you fall on this Chicago was embarrassed last week against Los Angeles also and since he beat a pretty good Minnesota team even though it was albeit at home where are you falling on this one Listen, I, I think this is, for myself, a classic case of what happened last week and everybody looking at Bears national TV, got embarrassed at the Rams with Stafford and the new stadium. And you've got, uh, again, like you said, the Bengals with a, kind of an upset win over the Vikings are pretty tough. But, man, give me the Andy Dalton revenge game at home, minus two and a half. Um, you, you slide under that number three. You got Justin Fields just in case Andy Dalton fouls up. I mean, 
I mean, I think this is just class case of what happened last week. Everybody, that's on everyone's minds. And so give me the Bengals and the Dalton revenge game. Yeah, that's a uh, – are you taking the Bears there or the Bengals? I'm taking the Bears. I'm sorry, Bears. All right, Bears on the Andy uh, Dalton revenge game. I mean, I get that angle for sure. I just don't think Dalton has it left in the tank. And let's not forget who he's going up against. Joe Burrow, wild man, who might want to just put the final stake in Andy Dalton's legacy in Cincinnati. Yeah, I think Burrow actually is, is the story here, man. Like, uh, you know, that senior year at LSU setting every SEC record imaginable, most NCAA records with touchdown passes, comes into the – uh, the pros produces as a rookie, which is not something typical that anybody does uh, as a rookie. And it goes down with a knee injury and he kind of became the, the forgotten soul. And it was like, ah, same old Bengals. Well now Burrow's back, baby. And we're one to know. And this guy's a, a future MVP candidate. Uh, he's got loaded offensive weapons at the wide receiver position with Higgins, Jamar Chase, who was his buddy at LSU. who took the year off and is now in the pros, been, been practicing as a pro for the last year, despite not playing. Um, the veteran, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon, who's one of the most underrated running backs in the league. Um, I like their offense. I like their defensive line. Um, and, and I don't like Chicago. I feel like it's the theme of my whole podcast today. Like, are we, are we looking at, you know, the shadows here? Like, Chicago is a shell of what it once was with that swarming defense with peanut Tillman and the linebackers and, and forcing turnovers and punching it out, man, they're a down and out team. Uh, this is a team that is just waiting for Nagy to be replaced. It just is. That's what it seems like. I you mean, know? they've done some really bizarre things. If you ask me, I don't know if you saw the story that leaked yesterday that they had already decided when they drafted fields or shortly after that he wasn't going to start until week four. So they were already given Dalton like the top, no matter how training camp went or whatever. So they do seem like a team in distress. This is usually where the NFL makes their money though. Bones DK on sucker bets like wild man and I feel because I, I again here feel like Cincinnati on paper is clearly the better the better play here but where do you fall well you know I'm just a Chicago guy honestly um, but there is something with Cincinnati Burrow and Chase there I think that's something that's going to be very legit uh, Joe Mixon's a good running back you know they got a solid D but they're on the road and and like you said people always jump on the week before and they're like oh man Chicago sucks you know, I think it is coaching for sure with Chicago and Andy Dalton. I mean, this guy sucks. He's got to get out of the game. Yeah. They have Goodwin, who can launch down the field, one of the fastest guys in the whole league. They have Mooney, and they have uh, Robinson. Those are solid receivers. And they got David Montgomery they can they can go down to. So yeah. I, I think they have the talent. Their defense is good. They're home. They got to figure out their coaching and their quarterback. Andy Dalton cannot sling it down the field. I actually bet on Chicago last week. I got Montgomery in my leagues, you know, Robinson. I, they, they are great players, and they can do it. Uh, Andy Dalton can't be the starting quarterback. I think they're trying to do, like, you know, he's the older guy, like uh, Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre back in the day, and, like, teach him a few things. Get the hell out of here. Get Andy Dalton on the goddamn bench and get the, the rookie in there. I love Dalton uh, uh, teaching Fields how to not win playoff games. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the guy stinks. That's what I'm saying. I get him off the field. You know, get Fields in there. That's a really strong take, Bones DK. When you read out all the guys that are a part of Chicago's offense, there are a lot of playmakers there. You know, Dalton, Comment, the tight end, Comment is good. And I, I his name. He's he's solid. Really good. I just mentioned that I broke the cardinal sin of betting last time, but home underdog again, getting points. You know, I mean, the you know, 
you got to like that, especially in the NFL. When you run them down, you know, on paper, they're going to they're going to be very close. It's going to be a good game. But I am going to take Cincinnati in this one. So we got uh, Aloysius on Chicago. We got Bones DK on Chicago again. <laughs> Wild man and I. Oh, boy, we're setting a trend this year, aren't we? Wow. Yeah, let's see what happens here. <laughs> we're on Cincy. All right, final game of the Nickel Package podcast. It's another pro game. Two interesting teams here. I mean, I don't know how interesting they actually are, but it, it's a double-digit spread, and you always got to take a look at a double-digit spread in the NFL. We have Cleveland at home uh, to the Houston Texans, who are getting 12 points in this one. Wild man, the double-digit spread. Do you like Houston? I mean – you know, they've got some good players when you look at Cooks, I guess, and, and you look at, you know, Philip Lindsay, who's had certain sparks over the last couple of years when he was in Denver. But is this a team that uh, can hold off a, a, you know, a pretty good offense that is this Cleveland Browns? Yeah, I mean, I mean, look, Houston's obviously been the talk of the town with the Deshaun Watson controversy. Um, they brought in Tyrod Taylor, who's a veteran. Of course, he's not statistically the best player but certainly a similar game type as uh, Watson. He's mobile and he can check it down and make plays with his feet. W what am I missing here? We're talking 12 point favorites in the NFL besides Kansas city, New England, uh, maybe green Bay at their height. You know, you're laying two touchdowns in the NFL. You're Cleveland. I'm sorry, but you know, you got to earn it, man, before you're laying 12. And you're going uh, against a team that uh, disrupted all the narratives last week, right? With Urban Myers returned to Jacksonville and number one overall pick. They win the game. They win an NFL game uh, because it takes 22 to tango in the NFL. And uh, it's not just about the quarterback. So, you know, 12 to me is way, way too many uh, for a Cleveland team that I believe is solid. But I mean, look, let's say Cleveland's leading this game 35 17 down the stretch. Houston's still there with a backdoor cover. I mean, you, you got to get way out in front to cover 12. That's a really good point there. And Bones DK, if they handed the ball off to Nick Chubb every play, they could probably cover a 12-point spread. But they're not going to do that. They're going to let Baker throw it a couple times also. Where do you fall on this one? Yeah, if they let Baker throw it, who's he throwing to? Najoku and, and Landry. He has nobody else. The next guy is that people's – Whoever and Higgins, I don't think those are great receivers. Honestly, I think 13 points is way too much. Um, we also are Cleveland haters, obviously. Um, I, you know, I'm a big, big Steeler fan, but I think Tyrod Taylor is okay. They got three running backs, uh, Johnson, Ingram, and Lindsey. You got Cooks there. Um, I think they're not bad. I mean, they, they're 1-0 against the spread. They're 1-0, and the Browns are 0-1. <laughs> so there you go. I mean, the team, you know, I, I like Houston here as uh, with the points and even – Maybe to win the game. I, I, the, the Browns aren't that good. Um, they have a good run defense, but uh, I think I think Houston can handle a 13-point spread. Do you want the 12 points, Aloysius, or are you going to lay them? I'm going opposite of you guys. I mean, listen, the Texans beat an Urban Meyer-led team with a rookie quarterback at home. Get out of here. I don't even count that as a win. They arguably have the worst roster in the NFL. We can all agree with that. Tyrod Taylor played his ass off last week. He also made some couple crazy throws of Brian Cooks that got caught. Listen, the Browns have Super Bowl aspirations. They also have a 10 times better roster. And I know this is NFL and everyone is an athlete and a stud. But listen, I'm going to lay the 12 and a half. And I hate to do that. I hate to do that in the NFL. I'd probably even look at a halftime spread if it was under a touchdown. I'd probably go with that. 
I just had no faith in the Texans team. And again, I can't I can't validate that win last week. Also, the Browns had the Chiefs, arguably the best team in the NFL, up twenty-two to ten at Chiefs, and they kind of folded. They should so they're won. back home. They should have won. So they're back home. They're fired up. Baker comes out. I mean, again, this goes against my beliefs, and I agree with what Wildman said. You don't lay that in the NFL, but I'm going to lay it. Yeah, I think being at home, season opener, especially after a deflating loss last week, I do think this is like kind of a Baker Mayfield game right here. Going up against a very, as you said, Aloysius, you know, Texans team that, that beat Jacksonville and Urban Meyer and a rookie quarterback, right? I mean, going on the road, they're probably not going to put up many points. You don't see them putting up like more than 14 points probably. I could absolutely see uh, Cleveland putting up 30 or more. So I'm going to go with Aloysius on this one. I'm going to lay the points, uh, which I, I've done three times now, going going against like <laughs> like gambling, like Hoyle's rules and gambling. So we'll see how that works out for me. But I'm with Aloysius on this one. We're taking the Browns. We got Bones DK and TW Man 66 taking uh, the Texans there on that one. All right, before we sign off here, because we want to keep it to about a half hour, but Aloysius, you are actually headed to a huge college football game this weekend. We're right here in West Virginia, uh, WVU hosting Virginia Tech, the old school rivalry. I said before we got on the air, there was there's nothing I have hated more in my life than Virginia Tech from like 1998 to 2005. I would lose sleep over it. I'd get in fist fights over it. Um, first of all, what what's your uh, plan for this weekend? Are you tailgating and things like that? And then what do you, what's your take on the game? Going up Friday, probably tailgating about 7 a.m., so it'll be good and toasty for the game at noon. It's a noon game, um, which is crazy, yeah. It, it's insane. I mean, this should be prime time. But I, And I have gone back and forth with every WU fan. I mean, listen, when the line first came out, we're like, wow. W's favored by three. I mean, Tech's defense is nasty. But you know what? The more I've thought about this, and this is this could be a homer pick, but listen, it's a gold rush. The, since 2007, we're 11 and two in gold rush games, five and zero for noon games, and we've won our last seven games, gold rush games. Um, we basically had a couple of weeks to prepare because we played uh, Long Island. I mean, we beat them 66 nothing. Um, and you know what? Virginia Tech kind of had a, a little trouble last week in in their game, so. Um, they also – they're tied in, big big uh, cog to the offense. He's out. The line actually went down to two and a half. Give me the home team. This If you believe in Neil Brown, you got to go with this. If you don't, jump off, take tech, because I, I think that line is going to keep doing, going down as it goes. But give me W at home. Must win game for Neil Brown. That's, that's what I believe you at. It's absolutely a must win game. This is a, a tone-setting game here in Morgantown. If they win, they've got a chance to be decent. You know, they can keep getting better. If they lose, they're going to dig themselves a hole. They're probably going to be uh, unable to get out of. Well, be safe up there because I did see uh, a guy once almost lit on fire who was cheering for Virginia Tech at Mountaineer Field. Some guy tried to light his hoodie on fire. It was crazy. Wild man. Say, I'm, I'm sorry, Aloysius, that the game got moved to noon because it's probably something to do with my antics the last time Virginia Tech was at Morgantown at night. Uh, let's just say police were involved. <laughs> hey, I want to give you a chance. Um, go ahead, Aloysius. Uh, no, no, you're good. Hey, um, good. I want to give you a chance, though, Wildman, before we sign off. You've been betting team totals. Talk a little bit about that and give me a lock this week. Yeah, so uh, this particularly pertains to college where, you know, it's so hard to pick a spread, right? It's so hard to get it right. I mean, as you can see, 
some of these games that we're talking about, we're two and two with uh, legitimate arguments on either side. And sometimes it's a fumble here or a blocked punt or a muffed punt or something like that, that, that ruins your hook. Uh, so we're betting team totals. Basically it's just taking the other side of the ball out of the game and focusing on an offensive team, especially in college against um, athletes that are not professional level. Right. So case in point last week, we took 10, we like Tennessee getting three and a half uh, against Pitt. I talked to a buddy at Pitt. He said, look, Pitt's underrated. They've got a good offense. They got a good defense. So rather than uh, take the three and a half, I took Tennessee over 26 and a half. Uh, they did not cover the spread uh, getting three and a half, the point spread that is they did not win the game, but they covered the team total and banked us some cash. So we're going to do the same thing this week on a plethora of games. Um, and really we want to go big time college football, right? NFL style quarterbacks, uh, run and gun offenses this week. It's going to be, you probably heard this name before tag of Valoa. Anybody ever heard of it? Maryland. It's Maryland, right? To his younger brother. Uh, he's quarterbacking Maryland this week. Their team totals 34 and a half. We're going to forget about little Illinois, uh, other than the fact that they're allowing over 33 points a game right now against marginal offense, marginal talent. Um, Maryland can light it up. We expect Maryland to do so again this week. Over 35 is the lock of the week college team total. Maryland Terrapins. Excellent stuff there, TW Man 66. Bones DK, prop betting. You had a rough one last week. Uh, what do you got this week for us, though? You know, I just had to see how week one, you know, went. I'm, I'm, I'm horrible on week one, and I usually tend to rebound. So, um, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm already coming back from behind. Um, one of my favorite bets this week is, you know, Lockett went off last week, right? Um, but Tennessee give, gave up the most receptions per receiver last year, and they're doing it again this year. I like D, DK Metcalf to have over 6.5 catches, plus 125. Love those odds, over 6.5. That's a lock city. All right, you got it right there. This is the first edition of the Nickel Package podcast Aloysius, how do you feel about things right now? I think that went pretty well. Oh, it was great, man. I'm up, I'm up against some steep competition here for these picks. I got up my game. We had our moments here today. Uh, remember, <laughs> these two guys are golf sharps, not necessarily. Look, week two, as we just said, we're kind of feeling it out in week one. Uh, one of us is coming back probably battered and bloodied on week two <laughs> here. Wild man, do you think it's going to be you? Uh, I'd bet against me. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I would in the NFL for sure. <laughs> I know Bones DK is actually trying to start a, uh, a brand called Bet the Opposite because when you get an authentic feeling from Bones DK about football, you you got to take it to the bank and bet the opposite on it. Uh, how do you feel about your odds this year, Bones DK? Uh, it's it's the Bet the Opposite is the greatest invention ever. If you guys are dumb for not playing against me, just take any bet I say and just do the opposite. You're going to win by the end of the year. It's a, it's a formula. You might, I might win the first two, three games, but by the end of the year, I'll be like three and 19 because I get confident. My picture, my picture is so obvious. They're, they're chalk. You know, you could look on ESPN.com and, and find my take. It's, it's hilarious. But. I thought you had some really good takes today, actually, man. You, you brought some research and some evidence to the table. And, you know, hey, when you're betting, that's all, that's all you need to give you some hope. Right, guys? I, I appreciate that. And, you know, maybe the last year of my life, you know, it was the best year in DraftKings ever for me. And I've just changed things up a little bit. Maybe, maybe it will change. So we'll see. I'm like, uh, I think I went one in three first week of the NFL. So we'll see. I, I really like my DK Metcalf uh, bet. So we'll see how that goes. 
If that doesn't go over and he has like three catches, I'll be shocked. It probably will happen. <laughs> but slam that over 6.5. All like right. It. <laughs> hey, the Bones DK golf cast, I think, is going to return next week for a special Ryder Cup episode. So we'll get at you guys there. But I want to thank you guys so much for uh, listening. And thank you guys for being here. Bones DK Golf. Get him at Bones DK Golf on Twitter. TWMan66. Aloysius, thank you so much. My name is Golf Guy WV. You can follow me on Twitter right there. And thanks for listening to the debut episode of the Nickel Package Podcast. Good luck this weekend.